0: Hello gorgeous and welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. This is a crazy episode. This is one of the wildest things that has ever happened to me in my entire life and it happened two weeks ago. I was 15 minutes away from surgery being put under and I walked out of a plastic surgeon's office and didn't look back. And I just want to tell you about this story. And it's taken me a little while to record it because it shook me so much that I almost wasn't sure what my perspective on it was. I wasn't totally sure what my take was. So let me tell you the story. On a Friday morning, I woke up and I took an intensive shower with an antibacterial soap, I washed my hair, I cleaned my belly button, and when I got out of the shower I put on deodorant but I didn't put on any moisturizer, any lotion, anything like that, no makeup, nothing. I put on loose sweats and I got in the car with my boyfriend and we drove to Los Angeles. I was scheduled in for a rhinoplasty with a surgeon who I had found on social media, whose work looked really good, who I felt like I had done some pretty respectable research on. Um, he was certainly not the cheapest surgeon, he was pretty expensive in fact, but I have this belief that if you are going to do something as serious as surgery or any kind of alteration to your body, whether that's a tattoo or getting your hair done or whatever, then you should pay as much money as you can possibly afford because you only get one face, one body, etc. And when I had my breast augmentation done in, I think it was 2016... I researched really well, I paid top dollar, and I was really happy with my surgeon, Dr. Schaefer in New York City. He was incredible, Um, amazing, just like bedside manner, really cares about his clients, um, did beautiful work on me, and um, I really love and respect him. So I felt like I had kind of, you know, followed that same formula to find this doctor, and It was really interesting because I wasn't going in there because I hated my nose. I was going in there because it's kind of like when I had my boobs done. I didn't hate my small boobs, I had like little b cup boobs and they were cute and they were great for clothes in a lot of ways but I just was like, you know what would be really fun? Big boobs. And so I got them done. And maybe this is my Sagittarius moon talking where like, I just don't take anything too seriously. And I love to experiment and fuck around. Um, and that was the attitude I took. And that was kind of the attitude I took to this surgery as well. I was like, you know what? Like, I just think it would be cool to have a more streamlined profile. I think it would look good. Um, And it wasn't like every time I looked in the mirror, I was upset. In fact, I think the way my nose looks straight on is pretty good. So I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't going to it from a place of like scarcity and fear. I was going to it from a place of like, this would be a fun upgrade. Like, this is just something that I want to do. So. We drive to Los Angeles and I'm super fucking nervous and anxious. I felt like I was more nervous and anxious than I was when I got my boobs done. And I wasn't totally sure why I felt that way, but that was how I felt. And we get into the office and we check in and I fill out some forms and we're sitting there and there's four women in, actually no, there's three other women in the waiting room. There is a woman who's come in from New York who is waiting for a consultation and we kind of overhear her talking to the receptionist. Her appointment was at 12.45, it's now 2.15 and she still hasn't been seen and she's upset about it. And then there's two other women in the waiting room. One woman's sitting there on a laptop, I guess she's been there for a while, and there's a woman just sitting there on her phone. And her phone rings and she answers and it's her friend and they're talking. And the girl starts telling her friend why she's there. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm at my plastic surgeon's office. He botched my nose. Um, It's really uneven. I'm super unhappy with it. Um, They keep giving me steroid shots, but like nothing's changing. And, you know, I'm really upset about it and she's going on and on and she has a mask on. We all have masks on so I can kind of hear it, but I kind of can't. And I hear her say he botched my nose and I'm kind of in shock. Like I almost don't want to believe what I've heard. And I look at my boyfriend and I give him a face like what? And I say to him, did she just say that he botched her nose or is she talking about another doctor? and he keeps listening i feel like he has better listening ears than i do and he's listening and he looks at me and he points at his phone and i look at my phone and he sent me a text and it says we should get the fuck out of here and i'm i'm still filling out some forms i go up to the receptionist give them back and then when i'm done with that the girl is off her phone and i walk over to her and i say to her just gently hey, do you mind if I speak to you privately outside? And she was like, of course. And me and my boyfriend go outside with her and we talk to her. And we go outside the waiting room and she takes her mask off and I see her nose. And look, if you saw her on the street, you wouldn't really think anything of it. But if you had paid you know, $15,000, $18,000 for this, you would be extremely upset. And she's a beautiful girl. And one side of her nose is completely like so much higher than the other. Her nostrils are uneven. Her nose looks like it looks crazy. And I say to her, So what's the deal? And she's like, well, he botched my nose. She was like, when I got here for my surgery, she was like, my surgery was seven months ago. And when I got into the waiting room, I, you know, my surgeon, he was three hours late. So by the time I actually had surgery, I was so nervous. I was, you know, crying as I went into the operating room. She's like, you know, my nose is totally distorted. It's totally uneven. Um, they keep giving me steroid shots and it's not doing anything. She said, my one of my girlfriends used to date this doctor and she told me about what goes on behind the scenes. They have lots of trouble with the results of the surgery. I've known women whose nostrils have collapsed after this surgery and um, yeah, And then the girl who had been waiting for her appointment since 12.45 came out and was like, I can't believe I'm still waiting. And the girl with the botched nose says, "Um, you should just go get your money back. They give money back, back to people all the time. I see it happen all the time. And it turns out that the woman who was on her laptop in the waiting room had a botched boob job by him. And she was sitting in there ready to go in to talk to them about what they could do about it. So... The girl with the you know, botched nose job, and I hate to describe her that way, but I don't know her name, and so I, I don't know any other way to describe her, but the girl with that nose walked back inside because I guess she was gonna go talk to the surgical coordinator and see what they could do about it. My boyfriend and I are still standing outside and we're like, what the fuck do we do? And he was like, well, what do you think? And I was like, there's no fucking way that I can go in there and get that surgery and feel good about it. And he was like, good, I would think you were fucking insane if that was the case. And I said, look, I already paid my money and I like signed my life away on all these forms but honestly I would rather lose the money than pay the money and get some crazy hack job like it just I was so fucking freaked out there's no words to think about the fact that I'm 15 minutes away from lying down on a table going under general anesthesia and some guy who clearly does not have like good professionalism, who does not have a good track record, have him like cut my face up. There's no fucking way. I'm going to let this guy break my nose. There's no fucking way. And he was like, don't worry, we'll get your money back. (laughs) So this is one of the reasons why I love my boyfriend. So we go into the main room again and we say to the receptionist he says can we speak to the surgical coordinator and she comes out and he was like we need to speak to you in private and she's like okay so she takes us into her office and my boyfriend says to her I just want to start out by giving you some business advice and she's like okay and he's like you need two waiting rooms, one for people who are about to go into surgery and one for past patients because you had two new patients out there today and your two previous patients talked them out of getting surgery with your, your doctor because they had such terrible experiences. And so you just lost two clients. You know, the girl who'd been waiting since 12 got her money back and walked out and she had flown in from New York for it. So, you know, it's like terrible, right? And then he says to her, we just heard from a woman in the waiting room who has a terrible looking nose. There's absolutely no fucking way that she's having this surgery. And it's so interesting, right? I feel like in those kinds of situations where you you verbalize a complaint or an objection or something like that. The way that people respond with it is really telling. And she didn't say anything. There was no words of reassurance. There was no, let's revisit it in a week's time. There was no, nothing. She was just like, I totally understand. I'm gonna give you your money back. We didn't even have to ask for our money back and when that happened, I looked at him and I was like, what? Like, I was shocked that they would offer us the money back. And he was like, you know why she did that? Because it happens all the fucking time. It happens all the fucking time. So we, she refunded part of it on my credit card immediately. She said she was going to send me a check for the other bit. I'm going to stay up her ass to make sure that she does, because I'm sure that they try to wriggle out of that too. Um, but Basically, that was the situation, and we walked out of there completely in shock, drove home, and it was, like, staggering. It was a staggering day, and to think that I was so close to really, like, putting myself on the line um, is shocking, and that night when we got home, I started looking at more reviews of his, and... One thing I really want you to know is that you have to be so careful about the reviews that you read and you pay attention to. For example, um, if you pay Yelp, they will scrub your reviews for you. If you have a business, they will go through and make sure that only the positive reviews are shown if you pay them. So, I mean, that's something that you need to be really aware of when you're thinking about something as serious as this. And as I read more reviews, I saw people saying that like their nose was completely destroyed by him, that he has a habit of shortening noses so they look really piggy, that people have you know had their nostrils collapse, that they can't breathe anymore. Um, there was a woman who wrote a review that she went illegally blind in one eye after surgery with him. And you know, we have this thing as humans where we really believe like, oh, that will never happen to me, right? Like you're driving quickly and you know that people crash, but you assume like that will never happen to me. We always think we're going to be the lucky one, right? It's why, you know, gambling works. We have this belief that we're sort of untouchable, that we're lucky, that we're fantastical and that only the best things are going to happen to us. And that is simply not the case. It does not always happen like that. And when I was reading my reviews originally and I was doing my research, I was really reading the reviews with a grain of salt because I remember talking to Dr. Schaefer about rhinoplasty years ago and he said, I stopped doing them because people are never satisfied. And so when I was reading these reviews, I was thinking, I kind of read it with that in mind, thinking like, okay, people that go in for this, a lot of these people probably don't really need anything done. They're just obsessed with how they look. And so they, you know, they're never satisfied, right? And so I was kind of reading these reviews thinking like, well, you know, not all, of, some of these people might be unhinged, so let me read this with a grain of salt. But when I met that girl in his office, and I spoke to her, and I saw her nose, I realized that she was totally sane and normal. She was someone who thought that she had researched properly, and she'd picked the right person, and now she was in a really shitty situation. And it became extremely clear to me that that could have been me. And there are so many lessons in this whole tale, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in my Instagram comments. Oh oh my God. I think, um, you know, rhinoplasty is so normalized. It's like the, one of the most common surgeries on the planet in Los Angeles, you know, girls turn 16 and they get their nose done. Like it's so common, but there are no guarantees on this stuff ever. There are no guarantees and someone's nose might look good, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Can they breathe out of it? Are they in pain? How many surgeries did it take to get them to look that way? you know, a lot of people will have surgeries and then they're in so much pain the rest of their life that they're always on painkillers, right? And there's just no guarantees. And I think even the most beautiful, fabulous people can get fucked up work. And so those people I know are not skimping. They're paying the best surgeons that they can afford. There is just no guarantees when you go in and you are doing something like this. It's it's pretty serious surgery. And it's really important to, I mean, firstly, just there's no guarantees. And I keep thinking about like the risk versus the reward, right? Like I don't hate my nose. I can live with it. I can breathe out of it. Like I'm not in pain. And the reward of it seems really slim compared to what the risks could be. And after I started reading these reviews and I read reviews where people were like, you know, I've been in contact with a lot of his other patients. This happens much more than you think. You know, I, um, I just started to feel like the risks are actually greater than we think they are, um, you know, and when you, when you go to see a surgeon, they have you sign all this stuff that says like you won't sue them, you won't take them to court, you're going to go to mediation if there's a problem and we read all this stuff thinking like, well, that won't happen to me. But meeting that girl in person and just seeing, like, she was a sweet, fair, normal person. I was like, fuck, that could absolutely have been me. And, you know, I've been following this woman for a while, Shalene Johnson, who actually lives down the road from me here in Orange County. And... um, She went to see a plastic surgeon recently to have a C-section scar revised and I think a breast lift or something like that. And he absolutely butchered her. The after photos are shocking. And she's now on a quest to kind of like expose this doctor because he's had DUIs, he still has a medical license, he's still practicing. He um a woman died on his operating table a few years ago. Um he lets his unlicensed medical technicians perform liposuction and she's talked about it and now he's slapped her with a million dollar lawsuit to get her to stop talking. And It's really fascinating. I feel like doctors are really protected by the medical establishment and consumers have very little um, access to information about who their doctors really are. Have they been in lawsuits? Like, have they had DUIs? Like, you know, do they have, you know, medical malpractice? Like, it's so hard to find that information. And so it's just, I don't know. I feel like I got super, super lucky with Dr. Schaefer and you know, when we were driving back from the unsurgery, the non-surgery that happened, my boyfriend was like, you know, even if you'd had that surgery and it had turned out well, imagine if you had talked about it on your social media and you'd mentioned the doctor and one of your followers had saved their money to go see him and he'd done something terrible to them, how would you feel? And I was like, I would be devastated. And he's like, exactly. Like, is that, could you really have that on your conscience, you know? And so it's like, you have to think about it beyond just you. If you do something and then someone else does it and they don't have the same result, how are you gonna feel? If you feel like you influence them to do that, right? And I think, you know, I do think it's totally possible to love yourself and to wanna make a change. Um, I do that all the time. that's you know, why I go to the gym, it's what I do with tapping, right? I love myself into change. <laughs> So I didn't come to this situation out of self-hatred or self-loathing. It was more about my drive to maximize everything, always want to improve everything, da-da-da-da-da. My boyfriend was like, but is it really an improvement? Like, is it really an improvement for me to have a smaller nose? Is it really an improvement for me to look more like everybody else? I'm not convinced that it is. Like, beauty is, you know, it's so individual and it's like do I really need to look like everybody else what's the value in that you know and maybe this desire to be perfect and flawless and blah 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 is nonsense and you know I do think that there's value in improving yourself I really do you know I work out like five days a week and I eat good food and I take care of my skin and I get my hair done every month and like I feel like there's value in that. It makes me feel good about myself to do those things. To me, those things are an act of self-love. But there's also an element of like acceptance that needs to happen too. You know, if you're five foot five and you wish you were five foot ten, like you're gonna—I mean, you don't have to—but at some point, you probably want to accept yourself because your life is going to be easier. And I think we all get sucked into what we see on social media, even me. And At the same time like even though you know that things are edited and face apt and stretched and you know refined and blah 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 it's still really easy to think like everybody rolls out of bed looking like that and they just fucking don't and if you've ever seen real paparazzi photos like not paid for paparazzi photos like the kardashians are so fond of like actual paparazzi photos where someone goes to the fucking gas station without their makeup on and sweats and glasses you'll see that those people, even the people who've had tons of surgery, heaps of treatments, blah, 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 they still don't get out of bed looking like a rainbow. They don't. And we have to stop thinking that that is the ideal to strive for. I mean, this whole situation for me, it just felt like a real come to Jesus moment of like, why are you trying to change this? So like, why, why do you want to do this? What is this really about? And so I really felt like that girl in the waiting room and I wish I knew her name because I would love to thank her, but I have no idea who she was. I would, like, I saw that as a sign from God, the universe, something bigger than me. Not just to like not get the surgery done. I mean, the odds of someone being in there on their phone, like she could have just sat there in silence until her appointment. But whoever her friend was, called her and for whatever reason that happened in front of me and I paid attention to it and you know often I will like feel the fear and do it anyway but this was a situation where it was like no this isn't about just like pushing through fear you're being given some very specific information right now and if you don't listen to it you're fucking crazy and to me that really felt like divine intervention and I'm so so grateful that that happened And I'm so grateful that my boyfriend was there with me to just, like, support me and go into that office and say, like, we're not fucking doing this and just to, like, back me up emotionally on it. Like, it was really meaningful. And I don't know. I think it just woke me up to... I don't know if it woke me up to letting go of appearance so much. I think it's pretty normal to be concerned with your appearance and to want to look good but I think it just helped me get some perspective around it get some clarity around it you know I have a lot of friends who've had their noses done and you know I have a friend who got hers done and I was messaging her this was like a couple years ago and I was like oh your nose looks so good like you know who did you go to I've, I've always been curious like I'm fascinated by surgery generally And she was like, oh, I went to this doctor and, you know, I think he made it a little bit too small. I feel like he was a little bit too aggressive. Like, I kind of don't feel like I look like myself. And she kind of doesn't, you know, she does look really different. Another friend of mine that I spoke to about it was like, well, you know, he made it smaller from the side. Like my side profile is better, but it looks much wider from the front now. So it's like swings and roundabouts, you know, and I think (sighs) maybe the work of acceptance it's easier than the work of constant refinement and trying to chase perfection because there is no such thing. And, you know, it's one thing to work on appearance and to want to look good, but it's another when the risk is like your nostrils could collapse or you could lose the ability to breathe or that woman who went blind in one eye, like, are you fucking kidding me? That is so scary. So... Anyway, that's my story. That's my story about walking out of the surgeon's office. Um, I'm not going to put his name anywhere publicly, but if you are thinking about getting a rhinoplasty or whatever, and you're concerned about it, um, please DM me and I'm happy to tell you who it was. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, it doesn't feel to me. I can only speak for myself, right? to me, it doesn't feel worth the risk. There are so many things that can go wrong. There are so many complications. Um, just especially with the nose, I feel like there are other surgeries that are just not as intense or threatening or whatever. Um, and I just, just like to have some perspective is a beautiful thing, you know, like we're going back to New Zealand in February, and I'm really excited about that. And, Going to New Zealand is always a really good dose of reality because people there don't fuck with their faces like Americans do or especially like people in Los Angeles do. And um, it's really good. It's really grounding to go there. People just look like they looked like when they were born, but just older, you know? And it's, it's so good for you to be around that. And so I think you know, if you are feeling like, oh my God, I want to change this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Then there's a few things I would recommend. I would recommend maybe switch up your influences of who you're following on social media. Like, you know, are those people all nipped and tucked to within an inch of their life? Perhaps they are skewing your perception of what's normal and or beautiful and or desirable. Maybe leave your bubble. I know that people in Los Angeles and Las Vegas can really suffer from the need to go bigger and bigger and bigger and more wild all the time. And then you, you know, you go to like, I don't know, Minnesota for the summer and you're like, oh, (laughs) calm down Um, and just give it time. You know, I think that if you're going to have surgery, please do so much research So much research, like way more than I did. And I thought that I was quite thorough. Um, Take your time. There's no rush. If you're going to do it, I'm a real advocate of spending as much money as you can afford. And um, just really weigh up, like, how am I going to feel if this does not go well? If I get a botched nose job and I then have to be on Zoom doing High Vibe Honey every Sunday talking about how I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself and I have to look at a fucked up nose, how am I going to feel about that? It was a real consideration for me. So that's my story and I'd love to hear what you think and you know, it's interesting. I'm In this episode, I'm really coming to you as just like a friend just like talking it out with you. There's not really like a big lesson or moral or anything like that. It's just, this is my experience and I wanted to share it because it's really real. And maybe this will come to you at the perfect moment. Maybe this is something that you're also considering or maybe this is something you've had questions about. And so this is where I'm at. And, you know, I... I find that my positions on things evolve a lot over time. And I think this is just a another step on the path of like where my mind is going around things. But all I can say is, you know, on the way home from non-surgery, I felt such a tremendous sense of relief. And, you know... I just kept visualizing myself having done the surgery and then just driving home with my boyfriend and just being in so much pain and crying the whole way. It was just this visual I had and I woke up the next day and I was just so happy to like not be in pain and I think anytime you go in for surgery, there's the risk that it's going to go wrong and there's always the risk that it's going to create more pain in your body and I don't need more pain in my body. I have enough pain in my body. Thank you. Like, I don't need to add to it. And that was the decision I made. So there you go. That was my decision. I hope this is interesting for you, enlightening. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, if you enjoy listening to my strange ponderings and life experiences and all that stuff. I would love a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Um, reading your reviews makes me really happy. I really appreciate them. So if you want to make me smile with my big nose that I'm quite proud of, um, please do it. (laughs) All right. I love you. Bye.